The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Pre-market is coming off the early morning lows as today's wage data comes in a shade light and decelerates three-tenths from the prior month. That's welcome news to a market where the two-year yield hit 122. Uh, B of A calling for hikes at all seven Fed meetings this year. Our roadmap begins with the Apple blowout, sales reaching records, earnings top $30 billion despite ongoing supply and inflation headwinds. Plus, it has been an ugly month for stocks. At least if you're long, the S&P on pace for a fourth straight weekly decline and the Nasdaq poised for a fifth, its longest down streak, by the way, since November 2012, Hmm. and, quote, disappointed. That's from Robinhood CEO as the company's share price falls nearly 74%. Yep, Hmm. you heard that right, Hmm. since it went public. Okay. Let's start with Apple, uh, Jim. As uh, we all know, revenue up 11, uh, ahead by about $5 billion. There was a line of thought last night that it might help today's action, and for a while there it looked like it might not be enough. Oh, it's a long day. Uh, I I talked to to Tim Cook before the numbers come out. That's a typical thing we get to do. And it's very clear that this was about as perfect a number as you're going to get other than one bit of a supply problem. I mean, everything else they really had. Plus, the supply problems eased as the quarter went on, and this quarter is going to be better. Uh, the, the number of subscribers they have, 785 million, and how much they're sending of you get service revenue. No defaults, by the way. There's never been any. Like, people don't default on their bill. It's just paid. And I, China was abnormally strong, and they're the top four brands there. This was a, a remarkable quarter. So the stock's only at four. My advice is if it does break that price and go down to, say, 162, you got to buy it because you're not going to get a better quarter. Now, someone's going to say, well, Jim, then therefore it's the last good quarter. Now, those people, I understand how that game is played, but if you think there's, let's put it this way, if you think there's any hope to this market at all, and David, maybe you don't think there is, uh, Apple is this, what happened? Why would you say that I don't think there is any hope? Because you're Saturnine. Uh, I can occasionally be lugubrious, as we all know. There we go. Um, By the way, you don't have to worry. You can take the SET. So now it's an at-home that's test. That's true. Only two hours. That Not yet. Not till I think I it's it was 24. An test. No, it will be digital. Oh, okay. The SAT. Okay. And you can go through your lugubrious Saturnine, morose. They still do that stuff? Doleful, dour. Uh, no, no, well, David, David. Yeah, it's sorry. pronounced Dour. Dour. It's pronounced Dour. Yeah, I mean, Dour. I can't believe that we've not talked about stocks because you're so caught up um, in this. But the, the idea yeah. is, is that... If you believe that there can be a comeback, yes. Apple is a legitimate place for it to start. But okay. I don't want to get people's hopes up because right. that's what's happened every single day. Ten straight days. The worst advanced decline in 20 years. Okay. Now, that's bear market activity. It is. It's and sign. the NASDAQ, I mean, it's funny to say, it, hard to imagine in some ways, but March of 2020 was a better month for the NASDAQ than January of 2022. Well, how do you um, like that? 
NASDAQ poised to be down, what, 15 plus percent? No, it's a rend- uh, I mean, well, for this month. Just own it. So let's far, own. we'll see. And I was looking at Caterpillar's numbers. I said, ooh, this is really good. This may only be down seven. <laughs> uh, yep, Caterpillar uh, operating margin miss. Uh, they do see Q1 revenue up year on year. But about, I mean, as far as the broad markets go, there's been no sign of outflows. Right? We've had inflows almost every day of the year so far. Well, I know JJ Kennan from, uh, you know, TD, from Meritrade says that there have been uh, retail investors leaving. Uh, the Dow stocks, there are very few Dow stocks that have disappointed. Almost everyone has been pretty good when you look at them. And by the way, let's just say Chevron, there was an accounting charge. That was a very good quarter. And those who sell Chevron down five, that's another thing you want to look for. Um, now, I was talking with, with some of the Robin investors. What is this stock, the symbol for Bengals? Taking Bengals? Is this a PE? Is a PE of the Rams? You bring it to football very quickly. Well, no, because that's what they're doing, because they've had it. Uh, yeah, I think a lot gonna, of the younger investors s- have really had like They're saying, we're gonna why do I do this? Time on why do I shortly? buy seven shares of well, GM? Let's flip back to Apple for a moment, okay. because it was a very strong quarter. Yeah. Uh, and I'm being wise, facetious. China, blah, blah, blah. obviously, was a very top bright four, spot top for them. Four phones yeah. in China. I mean, they're selling almost $100 billion worth of stuff in China. No, it was a um, remarkable quarter. And, okay, so what does it mean for the world's largest market cap company at this I point? mean for the stock? Yes, for the stock. It means that the stock is going higher, okay. but it has to suffer about the fact that it is in the S&P, and the big hedge funds think that Jay Powell's not moving fast enough, so they're selling the S&P. And Carl, people at home probably are like aghast that this is what's happening to their stocks, Although, but welcome to the real world. We do have a lot of hedge funds, at least, that have gotten their, as they like to say, their nets down 10 to 20%. Oh, well, you ran a hedge fund, so you know yeah. that, that language. Basically saying their market exposure is lower. Well, they that's have perfect. Taken that's going to be the top. That's the bottom. Yes, That's okay. the bottom. That's my point. No, you're right. I mean, look, so we, I'm not, we know not the oscillators minus 10 there, that I used for the S&P. It's, yeah. you know, the last time it was like, it's only been, in the last six years, it's only been since uh, we actually had the first wave of COVID. And then also the incredibly uh, boneheaded series of things that Jay did. Before Jay realized, Jay Powell, I'm talking about here, uh, that for you, but that's for the Robin of people. Uh, the realized that wow, maybe I'm moving too fast. Here's the problem, though, is that he can't really pivot because business is so strong, employment so strong. What's he going to do? Say, listen, the market's down. I'm going to change. You no, know, he's going to do that. He did say there's a lot of runway to raise rates before you start impacting the labor market. I wonder yeah. what you make of the B of A call today, calling for hikes at every meeting cutting GDP for the year, looking for negative payroll in January of 150. It's not going to do anything. It's not where the problems are. Hikes at every meeting. What happens if, if people come back to work? What happens if the supply chain problems, which are plaguing everyone, get solved? I mean, why do that? Why call for lockstep? How do we know well, by August uh, Dr. Gottlieb's no, no longer on air? Okay, the supply chain problems get solved and people come back. But I mean, right now we've got a lot. We still got an enormous amount of demand. It's not clear that that demand is waning, is it? Well, the demand for goods. And then no, that's in and part one of the reasons why we have some of the problems. Well, okay, you, you know, do you know that it costs, if you want to hire a longshore person in uh, Long Beach, apparently you have to put a $9 billion, $9 million aside per, for their pension plan, per worker. In other words, there's a, the constraints on the, the port in Long Beach are artificial. But we have a very pro- One person? Yeah. Come on. We, no. Come on. 
What, you doubt me? I'm like, I did some work on this. Okay, I don't doubt your work. The president's very pro-union. Sounds very high. They're not going to try to break the union. No, they're not. I mean, not. is this going to be where, like, you know, Truman takes over the railroads? He's very well, pro-union, which would continues be to, uh, I like, I continues like to vex one Elon Musk, who's uh, not happy about not getting invited to meetings at Ford and GM do, well, potentially, he, he, because they they're getting have, the benefits of having a unionized workforce and, therefore, some of the subsidies for their cars. Well, look, I, I really want to make this point. Uh, if you say it's lockstep like that, what you're saying is, that nothing he does really works anyway, so why not just struggle? I mean, you don't... You well, know, that's very much what B of A's... They're, they're, well, they ought to wake up and smell the coffee. You don't do that. That's just... How old is that person? I mean, they, I want to know how old that person they, they is. They spin out today the ultimate pain trade, which in their view would be a hike gets you to the 10-year at one, NASDAQ 10K, second half recession, and there you go. Inflation is solved. Well... No, I mean, I used, it's a dark view. I used the example yesterday of the bull in the bull ring. I don't know, David, have you ever been to a bullfight? It's particularly, I have, actually. I have particularly horrible. In but right Spain. now we're in the picador phase, yeah. so they weaken the head and neck muscles. Mm-hmm. And then soon the matador comes in. You know, Toreador, yes. you know, Carmen, and it's bad. Uh, what I do remember is that, they pull one bull out and then another one comes in. They're kind of interchangeable. It's almost like, like the guy leaves else. and then he resuscitates and comes back out from the other door. Well, I'm just saying that that Bank of America outlook is so negative that I would say to people, like I did on the Today Show somewhat infamously, that if you need your money, you should sell. You need money in five years to sell. And I'm not going there. I am not going. In the same way that last night I talked about how if you really want to bet against growth stocks, there is a thing called the SARC which bets against the ARC. <laughs> and if you want to do it, and then many people say, oh, Kramer says buy SARC. No. I mean, I'm saying that there's subtleship. I'm just not going into that worldview. That, is a ne- that worldview is too negative. Do we have video of you pouring Cuddy Sark on the know. show my, last night? It was my night. father's favorite was the Cuddy you Sark. You mentioned that yesterday. <laughs> Here it is. The, David, this is Sark being poured on ARC. You, uh, you upset you some people with this. I was looking on Twitter. They were, they were not happy See, about this. I, no, I do. Oh, someone was I, not happy about it? Why? Because I didn't take out a match? Wow. A you, really, you really soaked that thing in Cuddy Sark, didn't you? The people felt that the really? studio smelled somewhat. <laughs> really mean, Cuddy Sark, look, no offense against Cuddy Sark, or J&B for that what matter. What was the point you were trying to make here, Jim? I'm saying that, if, that we are now at this absurd point where there are ETFs created to, to shoot against other ETFs. Mm-hmm. And if that's is, and I said this was too cruel for me to even think about, and I may be, I'm the most sincerely insincere man in North America, but I would never have come up with a fund that literally is to bet against another fund. Right. What, and so I was showing you this Sark. Well, they only did because there's a lot of demand to do it. No, I mean, a year look, okay, ago this time with ARCs inflows at records, there were plenty of people saying this is probably not going to end particularly well given the. Okay, so we just heard Bank of America's view, yeah. which is that there's a nuclear winner. We basically are yeah, in a situation we where... We spent too much time talking you know, about it. it, it but yeah. know, where there's okay. fighting in the war room, and in the end, we get bombed. I don't like Doctor Strange. One of the greatest movies. But you go with this, and if you believe in the Bank of America theory, then you should go buy Sark. You really should buy Sark. It's perfect. Because Sark, Sark is going to play the other side of ARC, which is going to drown in Sark. They, right, but, you they, know, they even employ... they. Overlay arc over NASDAQ 2000 peak. Did they really? Yeah. I mean, it, it well, does. It fits for now. No, that person has got to get into, <laughs> into Clonopin, maybe. Or, Tuttle. You know, I mean, Who's add, this Tuttle? Add, what's, what's my resign? Little Xanax. Who's Tuttle? I don't know. I'm just one Tuttle of those. Tuttle is whoever Tuttle is. But, you know, David, I mean, By the way, start, it, was, it worked. I mean, right? He got some how about clothes. A fe- he made how, some money. How Tuttle about a Fexer? A Fexer in the morning and maybe lithium at night for that person. 
The person who owns ARC? No, the person who made that Bank of America forecast. Oh, my that, God, you can't get away from this Bank of America forecast. Well, because it's the most negative forecast I've ever heard. And, and there they're are pretty drugs they're pretty that bearish, yeah. And this is not, I'm not talking about Empire of Pain, which is a must read about opiates Purdue. I'm saying that that's too negative, okay? And that Jay, who is addicted to the show, I don't believe that. Oh, okay. Well, I, I did make it up. I know you did. <laughs> um, but that if Jay's listening, he's laughing because he just says, "Okay, so you're telling me six rate hikes means absolutely nothing to the economy?" And the answer is, look at the mortgage rates; they're already up really big. Look at the fact that uh, you're going to have cars. The the financing is going to go way up. Now you're starting to talk about really big percentage of the economy punches against its weight. So punch above its weight. So that guy is too negative. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, you know, and he needs to. I have. There are. The chemicals, the better living through chemistry. Yes, that's what he needs. I, I got a couple people you can see. Maybe Teladoc. Teladoc. That's it. You can get a psychiatrist in Teladoc. Oh, you can? Yeah. Oh, hey, I man, get it. I say 12 rate hikes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll, there is, there's a I'll view go, that I'll they're go. all trying to top each other yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, 12 rate yeah, Okay, so that prescription is what, 2.0 for Xanax? <laughs> no, no, that's a 3.0 clonopital. You know them all. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you, man. I, some of these are some of the best drugs that have ever been served in the Northern States Penitentiary. <laughs> when we come back, uh, this rough January getting a little worse for Robin Hood, as uh, David said, shares extending their losses. In reaction to the quarter and the guidance, you'll hear what the CEO had to say about the stock, about the average uh, revenue per user, MAUs, and a lot more. Take a look at futures here, as NASDAQ, at least, is trying to build a case for a strong open. We're back in a minute. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Robinhood shares may open close to single digits after posting that wider-than-expected loss, warning that current quarter revenue could fall significantly from a year ago. CEO Vlad Tenev was blunt about the stock price during the earnings call. Let's not sugarcoat it. We've been disappointed with the stock price over the past few months. The way that we're thinking about it is, as I wrote in my letter in the S-1, we're never going to be sacrificing long-term performance or what's right for the company to make a quarter. We're focused on the long term. We have an exciting roadmap. MAU's down eight quarter on quarter. Jim, how do you turn that around? Well, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but their business is really bad. 
not that they're uh, disappointed, but it's just not good, and it's really rated. And when I look at their should there, go over should that people be a in the surprise? industry, should that be a surprise? No, it's actually continual. This is just a continuation of a huge percentage of the business being in options and being in crypto. Very little, actually, as a percentage of the mosaic in stocks. Right. Uh, very disappointing talk, even about how the year's going. And I, I really think they have to rethink. I, I don't want to be too critical, but they're not. They're what? They're, they're an, an app. app. Uh, an they're app an app that went public at uh, sold 59 million shares at I think it was 38. You can see it obviously quickly moved above that before settling down. Uh-huh. Uh, that was not very long ago. I mean, the lockup's not even. It's not no, even 180 I mean, days. I examined 660 companies that are SPACs and IPOs for mad money, and I found 12 really solid companies. Yeah, and this was not one of them, I assume. No. Um, although, no. Uh, to your point, it wasn't. They have a lot of cash, by but, the way. Jim, it also was. They have a lot of cash. I mean, you, you look at the holders list, you know, you've got uh, D1 in there, you've got uh, Tiger Global, ARC, obviously. But I mentioned the first two because they're hedge funds that do a lot of private investments, many of whom benefited mm-hmm. as names like this ran up last year, went public. <laughs> along with the Rivians, along with an upstart, along with a Sentinel One. And that helped a lot of these public equity hedge funds, which actually invest a lot in privates, benefit, even though their public investing well, was, was, was not okay. good at all. But back to Robinhood, guys, but, it's they, a, hadn't, they didn't. What, it's a year ago exactly to the day that they had to raise a billion dollars emergency financing. To God, the day. I know people who got that phone call over the weekend. Listen, we need $2 billion. Can I see the term sheet? Yeah. Don't really have a term sheet. <laughs> Um, Actual conversation. And a number of investors came to their aid. As you guys know, this was the AMC, GameStop, yeah. the, the new movie. What's the word on the craziness? movie? Craziness. I don't have any idea where the I saw but, the clip. It looked pretty good. It was literally the 28th of, uh, of January last year that they really started well, to, uh, to have to deal with it because, of course, they and then remember they had to suspend trading. In the, or shorting in those well, days. Well, remember, they got or, very angry because they weren't yeah. allowed to sell, even right. though selling would have been the greatest thing sell. in the world. Right. But they, they're revisionist historians. But so you what know does what? the future for this company look like? Is it based on an There's increase in crypto trading again? It has again? to pivot. Yeah. There's a lot of cash and it has to pivot and it has to become more than an app. Now they try to add this education, whatever. But I think that what they're going to have to do is actually have strategists, have something to say. Um, because you mean right, research? Well, I, I, look, just an app means you're going to be acquired by someone else for those customers. And those customers, frankly, are very uneducated about what is, I'm going to use that term, uneducated, about what long-term investing means, because long-term investing is not options. Vlad told you that was part of the mission, a long-term, to get them there. And that's why I'm so depressed about it. I, I believe in Vlad. Uh, I'm not going to say I believe in Vlad. I believed in him, because I thought that he was going to uh, help this revolution of younger people getting in stocks. And instead, he does care about security, and I think that's great, but it's an app. And as my friend Scott Wapner just posts, who swoops in and buys Hood on the cheap? I don't know. But look, I'm being really, look, I- I, I got a lot of guys who can't sell it, who've been sitting there waiting I, to sell I, I, it, I, I by the way, and point out a lot of growth investors who are in there in the privates. You just have to look at the mosaic of their business. It's now four quarters that it's been like this. How much longer can you be long calls in this environment? How much longer can you own Dogecoin before it becomes a security? You can't own calls on this environment. It doesn't work. Now you can say, well, they have some people in puts. I mean, no, and maybe some people sell it. They're in calls. David, you don't want to be in calls. Yep. 
Uh, shares were at 85 in August, and we'll see if it opens below 10 this morning. We'll get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell uh, in just about nine and a half minutes. Don't go away. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. It was another strong quarter and, uh, and frankly, a record year. The quarter had uh, some non-cash charges that are very difficult, I think, for the street to anticipate and to model. But the headline is, uh, we're more efficient, generating more cash and, and lower carbon. Uh, this is the second quarter in a, yo, second quarter in a row with, with record free cash flow. And the full year free cash flow was 25% higher than the best year we've ever seen before, including periods when oil was over $100. All right, that was Mike Worth. And this is the Mad Dash. Not a bad time to be in the old oil business, No, and when I talked to Mike, I mean, Mike was very good with Becky, too. The key thing about this company is it's, it is really spending much less and making much more. So it's making as much money as when oil was at 100. Uh, these were, okay, I worked through, Mike worked me through these. These are, were just accounting depreciation charges. So people were upset. They might have to say, well, then why did you raise the dividend yesterday? You kind of speak, well, he, they raised it on Wednesday at a board meeting, so they felt it was material. They didn't want to sit on it. David, we're going back to the 80s when the great Todd Bergman at Goldman Sachs would analyze the oils by looking at the, about the reserve replacements. That's what we're going to be valuing these companies on. And the reserve replacement here is extraordinary. The dividend, they keep their dividend aristocrat. The buyback, I think, is probably even too low. This is a remarkable stock. This these time. are all-time high levels for the stock. Doesn't matter. You buy it. Um, My you know, what I, Jim, what I thought was extraordinary as well was his reference during the interview with Becky. The CapEx is down dramatically over the last few years. Technology. Dramatically right. down, and yet, but it does augur for, well, how much production is really going to be there? Oh, he has, he has I mean, got, you've the, got, no, the, the reserve replacement is so strong here, 112%. Yeah. They can drill, and if they want to, I mean, they're obviously prudent and, as Mike said, disciplined. Mike is, you know, this is, the, you know, this company is a story company, and they are doing things that I've never thought were possible. And they're also working on lowering their carbon footprint. But what you, if you're an investor and you want a good dividend that's safe, that will be boosted, and the best buyback in the industry, this is your stock. Away from that, the other two that you might want, another one that my chapel trust owns, Devon and Pioneer have the same business models, and they're extraordinary. Mike is really good at his job, and you can sell it all you want, but it's a mistake. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on shares of, uh, of Chevron, of course. We've got an opening bell about four and a half minutes or so uh, away uh, and uh, certainly going to be a very 
A lot of great uh, focus on our trading as it begins then. You can catch us anytime, anywhere. Listen to and follow the Squawk on the Street opening bell podcast. We're back right after this. We mentioned the Chevron quarter, but uh, oil hanging in above 88. And today, Goldman ups energy to overweight, Jim, as their strategists still see WTI going to not 100, but 101. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I will say this, that oil, a lot of people are reluctant to buy oil because they feel they missed it last year. But that was uh, oil became a very small part of the S&P. Technology became 40 percent. What we're doing is rebalancing the S&P. There's another way to look at it. Uh, and, and oil is probably, I think, the most attractive because of technology, because of how much we have. You're doing 13 million barrels now in Permian. That can go much higher if they want to. And most importantly, because of worldwide demand, we don't depress it anymore by by uh, pumping more. We were hurting ourselves. We have great infrastructure. We also have tremendous natural gas. Uh, it's not reflected in the stocks. Oh my God. That expiration yesterday on that gas. Oh that my, that's a bananas. shame. Shows you that that market's very inefficient. But I. I agree. It's the oils are very good to buy here. Oh, and I have a whole bunch of them if you want to. Conoco Phillips is excellent. There's the opening bell on this Friday in the CNBC Real Time Exchange. It's a big board. It's online sports betting and gaming company Supergroup celebrating the listing via SPAC at the Nasdaq, the Mark Schonwetter Holocaust Education Foundation. All right. So I guess what is what is the screen you want open? Is it Apple today? Yeah, but remember. This is, it's, I remember when I used to trade my hedge fund with Karen Kramer, and I would get all excited. She, Jim, it's a long day. Why don't you go see The Fugitive? We used to watch The Fugitive endlessly because I like that, you know, there's lines in The Fugitive. Yes. I don't care. But, you know, someone could buy Apple up seven, and then you have this future wave that comes over and it knocks it down. That might be a better time to buy. But Apple was, Apple was a phenomenal quarter. And I think people are really misjudging the wearables as a healthcare play. Uh, they're they're misjudging the uh, Apple Plus, which is doing quite well. Uh, by the way, they have the money to for the entertainment for the talent. David, I don't know if you know that, but they can afford a lot of things that others can't afford. Yeah, they could buy all of Hollywood 17 times over right? and still have plenty of left. Maybe one day you'll be a fan of their overall content slate. It's gotten better. <laughs> and they've gotten much more serious about yes. actually investing in it. You know, There's my no wife doubt. says that you remind her of Mitch. Mitch. It, Mitch. From, uh, from Ted Lasso? No, The Morning Show. Oh, The Morning Show. Which Is one that Carell? Played for? Yes, Carell. Really? Carell? Yeah. Oh, all right. He's funny. He's not a great guy in no, you uh, I have not watched that. I have not watched it's a lot so of Apple, Apple Plus programming. It's so fabulous. You have to watch it. Pro- By the way, Tim takes Other than, other than uh, Tim, Lasso. Tim Cook, I, I think people, I want people to understand that this is a uniquely focused person. So when you go and you come in with my questions that I have, he knows I'm just trying to come up with the lifetime value of a, of a subscriber. But I will tell you this, the satisfaction of this product, of what, how much people like the product, is still the driver of the uh, ecosystem. The overall product. Customer satisfaction. All of it, right. By the way, they don't give out subscriber numbers, as you know. Uh, they said 785 million. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not Apple Plus, right? Seven that's, billion. Oh, for that, no, they yeah. wouldn't give me Apple Plus. No, I tried. Right. Well, I, um, I knew not to go Apple, for the car. Apple TV Plus, sorry. Just want to make oh, that yeah, the yeah. other. The other story, of course, is the M1 chip and how they've gone vertical in semis. By the way, Teradyne, yeah, good. the Teradyne effect continuing to weigh but, on. But Teradyne was a disaster, and uh, Lamb would have gone the other way and told you, look, there's just a lot of demand, but we had a, we had a screw-up. 
Um, Teradyne, you know, obviously when Apple said that we're no longer having, we're going to be better and better in terms of being able to get chips, that again is being interpreted in this negative world. So you got to sell all the semiconductor companies. Even as Texas Instruments the other day said business is unbelievable. Now we don't care. Texas Instruments, who by the way are not a bunch of liars, are a very good company. We don't care. I mean, NXP, okay. NXP, the near field communications of what Apple has I asked him, I said, listen, is there going to be a time when, I asked Mr. Cook, is there a time when you could, or when you're going to be able to you, get rid of that little square thing and just tap? And, you know, Timmy says, I'm not commenting on rumors. I mean, they're not, they're so straight that they're a joy. There's no hype to Apple. None. I mean, like, none. The size of it is just extraordinary. $124 billion in revenues in a quarter. It's just, it's this is just hard a, to imagine those kinds of numbers at this point, not to mention the profitability, of course. The cash, $200 billion. Now, you got to take debt out. I think it's net cash is what eight. Do you know Luca? Luca Maestri, the CFO? Yeah, yeah. He's like a really nice person. Is he? Yeah, I mean, my, like I say this because he knows I keep trying to get him to say stuff that he doesn't want to say. And he's just pleasant about mm. it. He doesn't just say shut up. There was a guy at the end of the call who called the watch. He called it the iWatch. Oof. Oh, never I, do I was that. like, he's <laughs> never coming back. <laughs> you can't do that. They don't like it when you get the names of the no. products wrong. By the way, Apple leading the S&P uh, is, uh, is notable this morning. Uh, Visa, one of the few components Visa. above it. See, there's a good story. Okay, so yeah. Visa's, they have very good, um, same thing with MasterCard, they did, which is on my, on my trust. They're very optimistic about the future. And if you've noticed, that's old fintech replacing new fintech, which is no tech now. I mean, buy now and don't pay has been replaced by let's just be the plumbing. Look at that. That come Al Kelly did a great job, Nicole. He did? Me back to real. Yeah, payment volume up 20 uh, on a constant currency basis. We don't believe the current surge of Omicron will derail the recovery. No, it's a good quarter. Kind of what MasterCard and AXP yes, said. But you got to remember, it's a long day and sellers are going to come in. Now, yesterday's uh, buyers decided we're not going to let ServiceNow go down. Right. And today, the, the one that they're going to key on is we're not going to let Atlassian go down. Atlassian. Atlassian. That's the stock that the great growth buyers are saying, you know what? You can go and sell anything you they're want. They're making but a stand at Atlassian? You bet they're making a stand at Atlassian. They're making a huge stand. It's already getting eroded. But yes, try to make a stand at Twilio, will you? Don't you remember, David, the days in, in 1998, 1999, where they would all pick a stock? Yes. You just say, we're making a stand. Yes, but I mean, those were heady days. Yeah, well, we're I also remember the days in 2000, after March of 2000, where it was unclear exactly what was going to happen. Unclear that we would have jobs. Yeah. 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 Um, guys, worth paying attention to Charter. Uh, you know, $100 billion market cap yeah. up about 3.5% after reporting earnings as well. Oh. Um, there are signed up a lot of wireless customers, 380,000 really? wireless customers of Charter. Uh, broadband, you know, net ads, again, came in. Uh, you know, a lot of analysts had already lowered what they expected those numbers would be. Uh, overall, broadband, broadband demand, for example, J.P. Morgan says, has moderated as we come out of COVID, exacerbated for the cable companies by overall fewer moves, as in people moving which right. create a win opportunity for cable. Uh, they did buy back $5.3 in stock. I would warn you, I moved recently to, to Spectrum. They don't, have, they don't have clocks on the cable boxes anymore. 
You yeah, you like a clock on the camel box. It's good. We used to put a piece of tape over so we could sleep better. Oh, I, yeah, that's true. I, I, I kind of like to know what time it no, is it's sometimes. Thoughtful. And it makes a lot of that's noise. That's bad sleep. And it's not networked. So there were some benefits to files. But wireless is an important business here. It's not something we, we got to keep keep track of it as they keep reselling. I will. The, that's exactly what that I'm with the Verizon with the network. network. Um, and they obviously advertise nonstop if you guys have watched. All right. Which just, I know all right. So, David, are you aware of the, you know, talking about the, Industries that are all challenged. Are you aware of the four-headed monster? No. Do you know what the four-headed monster is? No, I don't. Tell okay. me. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what is America. the four-headed monster? Well, here's what's hurting stocks in the solar area. Okay, uh, their four-headed monster is this is City. Uh, one is rising interest rates. And the second is value over growth. Growth. Third is scuttling of Build Back Better. And fourth is the anti-solar NEM 3.0 PD which would change the way that you, you don't get paid for your solar. You know, there's no rebate for solar in California. That's the four-headed monster that's stacking a lot of stocks. So, stocks such as, give me some names here, Jim. How about First Solar? How about one of my favorite, Enphase Energy? Being hurt. Now, the president is trying to address this. Apparently, this did come up at the, at the summit where he met, he met some CEOs. Mm-hmm. Kind of newsworthy in itself, right? Yes. They yes. met CEOs. Yeah, there hasn't been as much business con- uh, dialogue, but, and there aren't a lot of members of the business community in the cabinet. We, we know so, that. When was the few. last time they had a summit meeting with business? I don't know. Yesterday. Yeah. It's been hard to was arrange it in two days ago? meetings in general. That's right. true. But I do think that the, well, I don't care. I don't talk about politics, but there's that, that there's a lot of pressure that Build Back Better was in a lot of companies' numbers, and it's Kind of not Actually, you know, interesting, uh, CNN's got a piece out this morning that uh, the bill regarding chip infrastructure uh, is getting a big legislative push. Really? Schumer and Pelosi in the White House make, trying to make it a priority. Well, I mean, it's look, that's all $55 billion, and that's Secretary Raimondo, who really understands that we have a real infrastructure problem. Now, unfortunately, Intel's hijacked the debate by saying, listen, we're going to do it. I wish they would just step back and let it be uh, where there's infrastructure. There's no infrastructure in Ohio as much as I want it to be in Ohio. They have cheap power. Um, what? Speaking of solar, of e- e- kind of leading into EV and infrastructure, I mean, all the names are down again. Tesla. Lucid, Rivian, and GM and Ford, which is part of the EV play. No, no doubt you, about you that. You can stick with the Ford because Ford. I think that Tesla shares have not performed well. The Tesla uh, stayed in, in the obvious yeah. here since the company That's reported earnings. Cuddy Sark is hurting that. Cuddy Sark is hurting that. Sark. And that is because why? You think she's no, I'm selling? I'm saying everyone's. No, because if you continually short. Now, she does not run a hedge fund, Kathy Wood, but I'm saying that the bets are accumulating against her fund and that includes Tesla, which I think is a mistake. I thought Tesla had a very yeah, good Yeah, but that's order. ETF versus ETF. I don't yeah, know well, that no, there's any I'm just actual that, I'm shorting that, that's that occurring people, at Tesla's. No, there isn't. That. I'm just okay. Well, Some I'm just, sentiment? No, what there is, is actual shorting. Well, there total. is, yes. But. but no, I'm just saying the sentiment is just horrible for growth, growth names. Uh, Tesla back to the 200 day for the first time since August. Yesterday, Adam Jonas and Morgan Stanley, uh, a potential 30 to 50% top line grower generates cash. How many companies pull up that screen? He says one. Is this a, a screen of one? That's why he keeps his 1,200 target. Yeah, it is probably a screen of one. Yeah, I, it's, that's right. Jonas is right about that. Jonas is right about what? About that Tesla is sui generis. 
Now, did you see there's oh, a... It still has an $813 billion market value. Well, I know. And, and, and look, well. anything with a market value is subject to being heard here. Like, for instance, Goldman Sachs, there's a piece here, Deutsche Bank, that I have, Catalyst called Buy Idea, uh, of course, but it's a hold. And this the stock is so cheap, I can't believe it. I mean, that's one that I like. But here's my favorite of this morning. This is an alpha called New Street, and they cover technology infrastructure. Um, and they say they had a sell on Apple. Yes. And it says Apple reported first quarter 22 and guided second quarter 22 sequentially above our expectations yesterday evening. We abandoned our sell rating as a consequence, seeing no indication that our thesis is playing out. Value added. I have Boot Barn on tonight. That's exciting. Boot Barn, I can't wait. I'm going to set my, my DVR. We got uh, an upgrade yeah. of Tractor today over at City. They go to buy. Also, Jim, uh, a new CEO of Home Depot we've yeah. not mentioned. She's not, and I don't know this person. Craig Manier is fantastic. And Frank Blake before him, great. And uh, the stock's down too, but that's just because it's the market. Uh, I like hey, the Those CEOs seem to come and go pretty quickly there at Home Depot. Well, let's see. Well, we did have one period where... There was a, some cutbacks. Yeah. But then Frank was there for a while. Yeah, I know. Was. I thought he the was. Craig Muir was not there as long no, as... No, he wasn't there very but, long. But you know, then again, I look back and it's just time flies, David. It does. There's it's true. The churns there, the churns at SoftBank, uh, now that we know uh, both yeah, Ledger Marcello's, and Chlorine. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I hadn't focused on SoftBank in a bit more as the performance of the overall stock, of course, given the decline, significant decline in shares of Alibaba over the last year, which they still own an enormous amount of, what, 25% of the company. Uh, not to mention other Chinese-related technology names, not to mention the broader sell-off in technology worldwide. That has certainly pressured yes. uh, shares of SoftBank. But yeah, yesterday, Andrew uh, telling us around this time, uh, or even earlier, that uh, Marcella would be stepping aside. Some question as to who's going to you know, be the heir apparent there, but Masa doesn't seem to have any... Um, any interest in in going anywhere anytime soon? Yeah, long term. Uh, you see either. a bit of a rebound from what was a significant uh, decline yesterday, but it's more there about a reflection of technology overall. Right. But look, you, you know, and we their could private talk about, investments. They could talk about it. Like William Sonoma was upgraded today, and I think William Sonoma was doing well. But when I saw Laura Albert, the stock was at two twenty. Now it's at one forty nine. Uh, RH, the old uh, the artist formerly known as Restoration Hardware, is down thirty one percent, and they're doing incredibly well. So the bear market is, and I regard this as bear market, obviously, down 31%, uh, does not spare companies that are doing well. And that's very typical of, of a true bear market. It doesn't matter what Gary Friedman's doing or Laura Albert's doing. It's a bear market. I mean, it's okay. There's no, it's not, there's no harm in, in identifying it for what it is. Right. It's a bear market right yeah. now. It's a bear market. It certainly is in the Russell. All right. Definitely got it in the Russell. How can we not say it? We have to own it. It's okay. When 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 things get better, we'll be it'll be good. It's not good until there'll be growth in the spring. Yeah, it's not good until it's good. We want green shoots. Where's that's, my friend Larry Cutler? That's the kind of insight people tune in for every morning. Well, that's what it's about. Dave. It's that's not good it's until about. it's good, and then when it is good, it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah. I think we should end the show. I think we should end the show right now. Well, I think we've said it all. I think I think that's genuine homespun wisdom I've offered. How's Robinhood doing? Is that making it's that It's actually off its lows. Robinhood is not down that much, about 6%. Well, we're, uh, the, the, bear, uh, the bulls are grateful for Visa and Apple, adding about 100 to the Dow. Let's get to Bob Bassani. Hey, Bob. Uh, good morning, Carl. And uh, boy, is there a lot of confusion out there. Because we rallied uh, in the futures at 830 uh, when we had basically in line with 
the inflation expectations. And uh, people seem relieved by that. And then at the open, we went straight down from there. So just a lot of volatility in the trade. Take a look at the sectors. Tech is holding up okay because of Apple primarily, but everything else is pretty much on the downside, including the industrials. Of course, we got the Caterpillar's numbers, uh, materials, uh, energies had a, a, a good time this week and a good month overall, but it too is down today here. In terms of the big movers, I mentioned Apple up, but the semis are mostly trading down. Nvidia's down uh, again. Of course, Chevron missed earnings, although uh, the that nice boost in the yield there, the dividend yield, that's a big story. Dividend boost this uh, quarter. Caterpillar also a little bit weaker. On, on Caterpillar, uh, just note that the the numbers really were incredible, uh, quite amazing. Caterpillar's sales were up 23%. Operating margins were the problem. They dropped to 11.4%. Uh, Caterpillar always been in the 12% range, and that's a major problem here. But the company did imply that the greatest headwinds to their margins would be in the first quarter, and things would improve from there. That makes a lot of sense to me. Obviously, it's trading down today, so some people are skeptical uh, about that claim. But that makes a lot of sem- se- uh, sense to me. You see Caterpillar very flat for the year there. They're cheap right now. They're trading for 12 times 2022 numbers. That's a pretty good range for Caterpillar. Uh, it moved up there in 2020 on the higher end, but uh, right now, 12 times forward earnings. As for uh, earnings overall, we're about a third of the way through earnings season right now, 168 companies reporting, and the average beat is less than 5%. Now, remember we were doing average beats of 15%, 20%. Last quarter, these same companies were beating by more than twice that amount. So this is what I've been saying all quarter, much more modest, more much more normal earnings beats than we were accustomed to uh, in 2021. So the earnings trend so far is the beat rate is a lot more modest that we're seeing. Uh, The earnings growth rate is slowing, still growing, but not that much. Q1 is basically in flat for the estimates for a while now. And the outlook's more murky. The Fed and inflationary pressures and supply chain disruptions are making it much more difficult for analysts to confidently raise their estimates. I mentioned dividends. Dividends are a hot topic on the street right now. A lot of companies are raising their numbers here. Halliburton was a huge one, of course. But Lennar, Wells Fargo, Marathon, J.B. Hunt, BlackRock raised their 18%. Archer Daniels Midland rose 8%. Chevron this morning rose theirs raised their 6%. Chevron's got a 4.5% dividend yield right now. Why are dividends important in 2022? There's a several reasons. First, cash in hand is now very important. People want return on their money right now. Real money, not buybacks. They want real money back. Uh, this is a significant contributor to total returns. If you're making 20% returns on the S&P 500 on prices a year, you don't care about a 2% dividend. But if you're expecting 5% returns on the S&P on a price, if you can get a 2% yield, that's a very significant contributor to your overall returns versus 0% yield. So on a low Uh, expectations for price return environment, dividends become very important. And increasing, when companies increase the dividends, it's a real sign of confidence. They will do that with buybacks. So buybacks, they can pull back. Nobody cares. You pull back a dividend, you get a lot of unhappy investors. Finally, it's a hedge against inflation overall. So this is a big issue, uh, and we'll keep an eye on that. There you see the S&P 500. We've only got one more trading day other than today. Uh, Carl, we're down 9.6% on the month. This is the, the, the worst January in many, many, many years. Uh, the good news is at least we're trying to find a stabilization. 42.22 was the low on Monday. So we've been in this 4,300, 4,400 range all week. I think the biggest concern here, Carl, is the cyclicals are now getting hit 
it's the tech that's stabilizing a bit. That's a bit of a concern. Back to you. All right, Bob, thank you very much, uh, Bob Pisani. As a reminder, you can get in on the CNBC Investing Club with Jim, of course. Always sign up and find out more at cnbc.com slash join the club or use the QR code on your screen. Takes you straight there. As we go to break, uh, check on bonds today. Two-year did get to 122 uh, before settling back a bit. Ten-year got to 184. And you can see we're off of those levels as the Dow's down 270. And we will watch 42.22 uh, Monday's low. Back in a minute. Hanging just above 4,300 this morning. A bit of a mixed bag today. Uh, you got energy and even Infotech holding on to some gains, but overall about three to one downside volume. We will get stopped trading with Jim in a moment. Time for Jim and stop trading. Only one company's done better as far as I'm concerned than Apple, and that's LVMH. Bernard Arnault, David, organic growth is 36%. They're doing incredible with Tiffany. Sephora's fantastic. Highest-end brands, just a machine. And it doesn't really trade here, but I mention it because who's really, really doing well? The ultra-rich. And they, well, LVMH. Although Sephora's not that expensive. They bought Tiffany. They made it into a great company. And Bernard Arnault, I, I got to try to meet him. I was trying to meet him when I was in Venice, but he had seven people who were a phalanx around him. But he, he's a great thinker. Big it's thinker. He's also really rich. Well, yeah, one of the richest men in the what world. What like, Lenin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's take like it. Lenin. First, we take him. To the Philippines, <laughs> right. let's take Arnaud. No, no, he's rich. Okay, so he's rich. No, I'm just pointing it out. I mean, he well, might I know, be, but that's your last. That's your take out. How about the fact that he's brilliant? Sure. Okay, thank you. You say so. I don't know the man. Well, you don't to know 30 plus 30 stops. I remember covering the battle with Tiffany very closely. I yeah. remember it was a that huge, he was very tough. Important print for Europe, especially. Yeah, well, I just think that we look at, you know, people know his luggage, his perfumes, cosmetics. That $9 trillion um, balance sheet the Fed has helped a lot of those wine, rich people, right? Cognac. Yeah. Well, I just think it's the ultimate, you know, if you want, see, you can bet against Kathy uh, Wood by owning Cuddy Sark. And if you want to pay for the, re- you know, you can short this if you think there's going to be a revolution. <laughs> Jim, how about tonight? What are you going to pour tonight? Well, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe some liquid into a boot because I've got Boot Barn and I have Rockwell Automation. Um, remember, uh, Rockwell Automation, that's where Ted Lasso, when he looked at the tower, the Allen Bradley Tower, which I, I'm not, <laughs> I like Ted Lasso. I, like, I think about it because Apple, you know, they have a couple of Mitch. Yes, I kind Mitch, of followed your thinking on that. I most. think. You know, I want you to watch Mitch this weekend and see the similarities. Mitch. Oh, Mitch, the character Mitch, on the morning weekend, right? yes. Yeah. Terrific guy, by we'll the way. We'll see what, how, what he says on Monday. Yeah. We'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.